Do you like country music? Head down to Morris, Manitoba, July 25th, 26th, and 27th for the Howl at the Moon Festival. This year's festival features a number of high-profile acts, including Lone Star, Emerson Drive, and Dean Brody, as well as a host of local Manitoba artists, such as Greg Arcade, Franny Klein, Aaron Starr, Chris Michael, and many, many more. The festival started as an event to bring a huge opportunity to local Manitoba artists by having everyone sharing a huge bill, and it's only grown since its inception. There will be shuttle buses from various locations if you can't drive, there's camping, day passes are available, weekend-long festival passes are available, and a lot more. You can find tickets and more information at howlatthemoonfest.com, and be sure to follow the festival on Facebook or Instagram. This episode of the podcast is my conversation with experimental ambient drone artist Greenhouse, a.k.a. Curran Ferris. He's been releasing music in the city for a number of years now, and we get deep into what makes an experimental record. One of those genres that I'm very interested in, but I find it difficult to approach from an interview perspective because it doesn't have that familiarity that pop music, rock music, hip-hop, country, punk rock, they all have a, a very specific format, and I find that experimental music, especially of this type, doesn't follow any of those guidelines. So while I'm very interested, I'm definitely coming into the genre without a lot of background information. So it's a fun conversation. I learn a lot. His music, as we get into, is maybe not what you expect when you hear the term drone. And keep listening to the podcast to find out why, but it was a very enlightening conversation. I'm glad that I had a chance to sit down with him, someone who's making very exciting and very original music, and we get into the background, how he started it, what his inspirations are. We talk a lot about cassette culture. He's released the vast majority of his discography solely on tape, and if you're a regular listener to this show, you know how much I appreciate that, and a lot more. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by our friends at the Park Theatre, Winnipeg's premier concert and event venue. If you want to find out all the great shows they have coming up, go to myparktheatre.com. You're listening to Garbage Hill, Winnipeg's first podcast network. Radio. I'm in a what is the front porch? As you call this? Yep. Yeah, it's always 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 a change <laughs> week to week. But uh, this is kind of nice. And um, I'm here with someone who hasn't been on the show before. But I feel like I mean, I've been aware of you and your music for a long time. Okay. I don't know <laughs> when I first heard the name and and when I first you know. But I have a lot of questions. <laughs> so yep. it's good that we're here. But before we even get into any of that, if you want to just introduce yourself and maybe just if you can do a quick kind of summary of what it is that you do, because I find that, well, start there. Okay. <laughs> and then we'll, yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, my name's Curran Ferris. Um, I record uh, and perform uh, as Greenhouse, mm-hmm. which is a um, experimental music project, I, I suppose, um, using guitar and uh, primarily, yeah, that's about it. Okay. That's about it, yeah. <laughs> and you have, like, a pretty, pretty extensive... Uh, amount of music out there 
Um, yeah, mostly, mostly on tape, right? Mostly on tape. Yeah, uh, it started in like two thousand eight or nine, around there. Um, and yeah, I should I should know how many releases <laughs> I have. It's not like some staggering amount. No, like, no, but I mean, there's there's quite a bit though. Like you, you have, yeah, you have, you have a relatively deep catalog at this point of, of yeah, work. it's maybe like five or six or okay. seven or something like that. Okay. Yeah, and so when I first heard about greenhouse, I, 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 the, the the term drone was always attached to mm-hmm. it, and that's one of those genres of music that I find very hard to know what it is before I go into it. If that sure. makes sense, like because I have, I think a lot of people have an idea in their head when they hear drone of something very abrasive, right, and something very kind of you know almost feedbacky and and really raw, and mm-hmm. and yours music is not that. I mean, yours is much. I mean. I don't know if you agree with this description, but much prettier. <laughs> sure, like, you know yeah. it, it's much more uh, melodic, and um, it obviously shares some of the qualities with what the, the drone that I'm describing. But I mean, yeah. it's definitely uh, less harsh, I guess, is maybe a way to put it. I mean, do you use that to describe it, drone? Or yeah, I mean, it's certainly um, like particularly like some of my earlier stuff was more. Um, more drone, more droney, right? Right. Um, yeah. Than like uh, what I'm trying, what I'm, what I'm trying to do now, or okay. you know, things that I'm interested in. But it's always still there, um, uh, because I mean, you know, I'm a fan of artists that you know that use drone, yeah, a yeah. lot. So it always, it's always there. And then you, I think using guitar, um, or at least the way that I try to use it, or try to put, try to take it or push it, um, I still sort of end up end up like <laughs> rely you know using using drones or you know sustained chord yeah, yeah. To tones. yeah yeah like that element's there for sure but yeah mm. i do it's not there's not the electronic thing that a lot of people i think myself included kind of automatically assume is going to be there because i've heard people playing what they have called drone and i'm not definitely not an expert in the genre yeah but it's it's, it's very i don't know if it's electronic but it's 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 heavy and it's it's really um distorted and sure. and, and, and hard and yours yeah. is like you know yeah it's, it's, it's soft but yeah. in a good way like, you know i don't mean anything bad by that like it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's soft and it's uh like yeah <laughs> it's soft it's yeah. soft yeah yeah sure i mean i think so like it's uh i would i would agree yeah. i would agree with that yeah. but it's almost like it's lyrical without having lyrics like it seems like what you're doing it, it evokes what i think singing does but instrumentally if that makes sense I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's funny. Like there's, I think kind of, as I've like been doing this, I've kind of come to realize that like what I'm, I think my interest or a way that I describe it to maybe someone that hasn't heard it is just like, I'm trying to make electronic music, but I've only ever learned to play the guitar. Okay. I don't have anything else. So, um, it's kind of this thing where I'm, you know, um, kind of like embrace pushing up against, and then also kind of embracing maybe the sure. limitations of the electric guitar. Okay. Um, and I think that, and then just years of playing guitar too. I think there's just certain things, certain tendencies that I just can't get away from. Sure, sure. And I think that a lot of that's maybe what you'd be talking about is that kind of melodicism. Yeah. Yeah. Have you always been doing this kind of stuff solo? Like, I mean, when did you start sort of experimenting in this way? Um, I mean, it was always an interest of mine, like just as a fan and a yeah, listener yeah, yeah. for a long time. 
Um, and then it was probably around, I don't know, 2000, maybe like, a, you know, like 2007, somewhere okay. around okay. there. Um, and it was like going to like send and receive yeah, yeah, yeah. and meeting, um, you know, people from that community. Um, and to tell the truth, like a, one of the first sort of people who encouraged me to do that was uh, Chris Cole, who's like a renowned yeah, yeah. sound artist and um, was the creative director of Center Receive for a long time. Until but, recently, right? Yeah, until very recently, yeah. yeah. And so she had said, you know, we were uh, like, we're having like a coffee or something. She just said like, yeah, I think like there's more people, like you should just keep doing it. Like, because yeah. I said like, yeah, I'm kind of like messing around with stuff like, in, you know, quietly in my apartment. And she was like, more people should do that. Like, just yeah. like, go ahead and do it. And so I think it was kind of, you know, a nudge from, well, more than a nudge from someone like very involved in the community. Here. Yeah. Someone established and yeah. 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 And then also seeing that like, oh, they're actually like, like there's people here that are doing this. There's like, there's, you know, uh, there's a scene, there's like, yeah. there's infrastructure. Yeah. There's people to like meet and play with and like learn from. So you can take it out of the apartment and actually, yeah. Yeah, cool. exactly. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah, was like crucial. Yeah. 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 Was there ever, um, I mean, when you were sort of first started, first started doing this stuff, <laughs> were you planning originally on sort of making it do more of a, a larger project than just you or were you always sort of wanting to just perform solo it was always me um mostly because i think at the time i was kind of in between bands okay um and yeah it was just i think it was, it was in between bands and then i was teaching guitar at the time okay um so i would have the apartment to myself during the days um and while my partner was at work sure and then like I would have to be at work at four, so I have all this time, and then, and that's when other people are at work usually, right? So exactly, yeah. yeah. yeah so I could yeah. push the volume just a touch, but um, <laughs> yeah, it was a way to like one, like you know, sort of experiment and try, try you know, try something new. Yeah. But then also, um, what I also liked about it was just kind of like turning off the sort of like music. In quote, I'm doing air yeah, quotes. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. music sort of side or regular guitar playing certainly sure. like the, stru the structure of it and everything yeah and really trying to kind of like yeah just do something different okay yeah so when you're I mean when you're writing stuff now is there a loose structure or is it all fairly freeform uh there's always a bit whether it's like something that's on a record or a tape mm -hmm. or for something I'm doing for a show there's always some there's always a bit of a skeleton in there okay um, certainly when I'm recording at home, I can sort of more frequent, like I'll have all these like incoherent notes in my phone or right, like scribble right. down where it's like, try doing this and running it into that. And, um, so there's, that's maybe a bit more premeditated than, um, than just strictly freeform. Yeah, yeah. And it's certainly, it's become more that than it, those earlier releases were okay. just like, I'm going to record now. And then yeah, and that's play the recording. Yeah, and yeah. hope that it would be okay. Yeah. Um, whereas now it's more kind of like, okay, I want to try this idea.
Well, maybe just to go back to what you were sure, saying before yeah. about, about how many releases you have. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if, if that was what you were doing it before, why don't you have more releases? I mean, like, exactly. how, how do you how did you kind of select which pieces were worth releasing or worth yeah. kind of carrying on from sure. the initial? Yeah. Um, I don't have a great answer for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I think part of it was... Um, hmm. I think part of it was the, like in those early days, like actually having a decent sounding recording okay. that was good. Um, and, and then it would just like, it's always been, I mean, the, the one advantage and it's a blessing and a curse is that it's compared to a band or working with other artists. It's just my schedule. So sure, like, yeah, yeah. home life is crazy and busy or whatever. Like what? That's okay. You like, take a break from doing it until you have time. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. As opposed to being in a band and like, you know, it, this is the blessing and a curse. Like it's great because it's just my schedule I have to contend with. But then it's also like, like that's ah, fine. Right. Like, and I'll do can, it later. You can put it off. Yeah, yeah. Like, and yeah. so I definitely am guilty of of that and don't have the like other bandmates to go like sure. no like it's Thursday we're jamming or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I think. I think part of it too is just kind of a like, um, I don't know, just hopefully a bit of self-editing and just kind of not wanting to do like every idea that comes across yeah. or rather record it and just go all record it and see. And then I tend to sort of sit on it for like a week or okay. whatever okay. and then come back and just listen to it. Like, what was that again? And yeah, then, yeah. like kind of first impression, like, nope, don't like this then. Then that's that. Go on to the next one, yeah. Yeah. What are you looking for in those recordings? Like, what what kind of what makes you want to keep that and or, or actually release it? Like, when you're listening back to everything you've done, right? How does one stand out? I mean, because again, if you don't have the traditional structure, you know, the, you don't. Not that lyrics are important, but I mean, mm -hmm. like, you don't have a sort of a way to identify. Oh, this I, li I like this line. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is it the same thing with the guitar parts? Though I mean, you, you think, oh, this 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 riff or or this this drone or the sound. Like, I think speaks yeah. To you or? Definitely, that's definitely part of it. Um, uh, yeah, again, I'm not going to answer this really well because I'm, I'm not really sure. I just <laughs> okay, kind no, of, it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think part of it is just kind of the like it's again, maybe it's like a simplify a simplification, but just sort of like, does this sound like something that I would want to listen to, okay. yeah, or something that I would listen to? Um, and yeah, I mean, I think that. Maybe that's that's not like a, such a groundbreaking answer, but like sort no, of but that's a good answer. I mean, that's trying to yeah. trying to create something that like that I want to hear. Yeah. Um, but what do you want to hear? Yeah. <laughs> I guess maybe it's the follow up to that question. <laughs> I don't know what I want to hear. Um, I mean, it, I've always I've always you know using like you know using the guitar and then using guitar gear, mm -hmm. um, you know, or gear that's mostly used for guitar. Um, I've always really tried to try to like if I'm using if I'm creating a loop I really want to make it not sound like a loop. Okay. okay. Um, I think I'm maybe starting to fall back on that now, but um, certainly that like I sort of have those kind of things. So like if something sounds too like oh that's like a loop pedal that's being used like to my ear in yeah, a yeah, way yeah. I'll be like okay unless you know that's not always the rule, but. Um, so there's, there's those sort of things or, or sort of tendencies that I try to shy away from or okay. try to go like, try to obscure like something as basic as like the attack of me like playing a string. Okay. Try okay. to like take that out. Um, 
so really that's that's definitely one criteria is like you know am i sure what's going on anymore right. or like i mean i always am but you know am i do i know what's going on or not you know does it sound too um obvious isn't maybe not the right word but is it too i don't know what the word i'm looking for is but i think I get what you mean though yeah yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs> no no it's cool it's cool so when you play these live i mean mm. what are you recording the type of stuff that you can also reproduce live, or is it completely different? It's completely different, um, unfortunately. I mean, there's... I get into this habit of, like, kind of, like, working at stuff at home and fits and starts, or yeah. maybe, like, I'll use these three pieces of equipment and and try to get this idea to work um, and just record it, and then, like, you know, I'll do these other tracks that'll have a different configuration of gear. Okay. But then live... Um, it's almost like, okay, well, I've been working over here, but now I have to play a show. Yeah. So now I have to figure out one, what to do. And then two, like if any of like, so no, most of the time, <laughs> like there isn't, there's been sort of like maybe like melodies or kind of like themes okay. yeah, yeah. from previous releases that I've been able to kind of build in, but not in the sense of like, oh no, you know, like if someone were new, a release and saw me play, I don't think. I would be able to do anything. We're like, oh, it's that thing. Now. Yeah. So I mean, oh, it's the first song side too. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, okay. That's that's yeah. cool. Do you, do you think of it more? I mean, do you think of them as songs or is it is it different? Because I mean, it's, you know, again with the structure and everything, it's yeah. not necessarily following any kind of traditional song mm-hmm. setup. So is it is that, like, do you call them songs or? I do, just for lack of a better term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what the other term would be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, that's what I would call them. I mean, I guess. Yeah, it could be called like a piece or mm-hmm. a track. Um, yeah. A piece seems to sound like it's been composed. It does, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I wouldn't use that word to describe what I do either. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Songs Song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Songs yeah, works, yeah. 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 <laughs> do you, I mean, like, composed again, yeah, did you write it? sounds like it's it's, it's, been, mm-hmm. it's been written. But, I mean, it seems almost like you're mentioning... Um, kind of themes and things coming back you know and that's almost something that exists in in composed music i mean in like classical music for example right sure. or jazz even especially like you know recurring themes even if there's chaos going on yeah kind of everywhere else so i mean are you sort of do you focus on that if you have something that that, that really stands out do you, do, you, do you try to reuse the themes and return to them on maybe mm. on, on you know an over over our entire project or right. over a live show or things like that um i think so yeah i mean there's certainly been like I mean, a theme could be, like, I really like what happens when I use, like, this pedal and this pedal okay, yeah. and do this. Um, or it could be sort of a, like, um, yeah, you know, it. there's been, you know, certain, like, you know, melodies or even chords, you know, that I've used, you know, like, or, you know, sort of stumbled upon, like, yeah. recording at home that I'm like, okay, like, I got to remember that yeah yeah and yeah. and use it you know again to sort of like plot out a, a live set or something um but i think i think more the way that it works or maybe live is a better way to like answer that question um is it's more about like sort of mapping out some like ideas or um again scene sounds too formal but sort yeah, of yeah, like yeah you know, not I do I do want to have some movement in there, um, and I tend increasingly to think of it in terms of like, okay, well, what, like, you know, 
what what pieces of gear what configurations are sort of like making that happen sure. um some you know like like a like a patch like it's okay. like a synth you know a modular synthesis would you know have patches and stuff that kind of work and then yeah and yeah then another one starts so yeah. it's kind of more like that and okay. and that's kind of how i like sort of know where i'm at or try to you know put those bones together to sure. go like okay i'll make my way through
this might be a weird question, but it, are, are your what they were calling songs? We'll call them songs for the sure. sake of songs. Um, do you feel, are they about something? Like, is there emotion behind it, or is it just the sonics that you're going for? Uh, I don't know if. How, I mean, maybe afterwards. Okay. May, like once you've recorded it, you... Yeah. I don't know if there's... I mean, maybe in the past there's been... I don't know if I like sit down and go like, I'm going to make the most like miserable <laughs> sounding. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then if you listen to my stuff, I mean, none of it... It's not like... I'd say it's all kind of like dreary or maybe melancholic, but... Um, Is that maybe just a factor of the kind of the, the tempo of it? And, and I think it's yeah it's the yeah the I mean, the droniness of it right? the <laughs> droniness yeah. of it and I mean yeah it's probably it's probably all in the same key okay yeah <laughs> if like I were to like go back and try to figure it try out to transcribe that yeah, yeah it's yeah. probably all in the same key and it's probably in a minor key <laughs> so that probably yeah helps yeah. too but yeah but there's not i mean it's, it's more about the sound you're producing versus the the feeling behind the sound right is that safe no to say? i mean i think i think i tend to gravitate towards stuff that is like you know drearier okay. and certainly um like a lot of the electronic music that i like um sort of has this sort of like sort of feeling of like very austere and kind yeah, of yeah. chilly yeah um and it's why like dub a lot too yeah totally yeah because yeah. it has that um those feelings attached to it so i think that all that is kind of in there or that's those are the sounds that i like yeah so i think that's it's stuff that i want to hear oh, so it's a big showdown record in the window there yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no that's cool that's cool I, I find that dub is something actually that comes up um with a lot a lot, a lot of people that maybe you don't expect Mm. would listen to dub just because of the again it's the, it's the sparseness of it right it's yeah. like making so much happen with so little like it's deconstructing something and yeah just you can have one drum hit and it like echoes for 20 minutes it sounds amazing you know and it, versus yeah. people expect you said you need to cram everything in there to make some kind of a feeling but yeah it's uh yeah dub, like i'm a admit total late comer to dub um but it's like i have like there's there's so many like genres or like artists where like you know people are like oh like if you listen to that you got to listen to like this yeah, before yeah. and i feel like um dub when i finally like just got into it or found the the records that like where i was like the right ones yeah, the yeah. right ones yeah. was like oh okay it was this missing piece of the puzzle that like from experimental music to like like hip hop yeah. and like oh, yeah, everything yeah. electronic music I was like Oh, this is where this comes from. Yeah, now yeah. I get it. Yeah. yeah, and so it really like it. It almost like it. It shone a light on like the rec. You know, the sort of experimental music records yeah. that I really like. I was like, oh, now I get. Yeah, like, yeah. Where this is coming from, and now like it's just yeah. yeah. It's been a total um, game changer. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah it, it's I love it so much. Yeah. Well, I got someone who listens to excessive amounts of reggae. Yeah. <laughs> I always have right, and um, like. To me, I, one of the things I always like about just reggae in general, whether it's dub, whether it's dancehall, whether it's root stuff, whatever, is the what's not being played. Mm -hmm. It's like the spaces in between are so much more evocative than even sometimes what's actually being played. It's just like the way it's spaced out and the way the silence go, fits, you know? And I think yeah. that a lot of experimental music makes good use of that as well. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, especially if you're doing a solo project and it's just you, there are going to be times when you're not playing something or you're playing something very minimal. Yeah. And you have to be able to evoke a feeling that maybe a full band would be able to do 
mm-hmm. with five guys, which is a much easier job on their part, right? Like so. Yeah, and I mean, well, I think one of the biggest like lessons that I'm that Dub is that Dub has taught me um, listening to it is spaciousness, but especially like as a guitarist. Um, uh, I mean, my favorite guitarists have always been ones that like that don't overplay. Yeah, yeah. I was never. I mean, like it was never. My favorite guitarists were never the ones that like could play like the million mile an hour solo. Yeah. Um, but in in the work that I do with Greenhouse, it's I still will listen back and go like, ah, like I'm playing too. Even if I'm doing like the most minimal amount yeah, yeah. of playing, it's like it's I'm still playing too much. I don't need to play too much. So it's really like. Um, and it's really, it's a good challenge, um, you know, to try to like play even less. I've always said my dream is to like, to, to have a guitar, but not actually have to play it to just do everything on the <laughs> yeah, table. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like, there if you need it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, or just yeah. like, just somehow have like one thing happen on the guitar, like play it, touch it once. Yeah. And then the rest is all here, but that's not possible. But dub for sure. Like there's just yeah listening to it and just like hearing the space and yeah. trying to go like okay how like how can i like make that feeling happen with yeah. like the tools that i have i remember reading an interview with um lee scratch perry and he said that the type of music he was trying to make was that it felt like you were stepping in glue mm. and i really like that description yeah. of it because it like it totally describes exactly what it sounds like to listen to that kind of stuff like yeah. just you know but it's uh it's a cool just way to visualize it like totally stepping glue and um there was a book it's like the is it michael veal who just he's a it's the it's a book called it's just called dub okay i think i've seen that i've I've read it but it's really good um but yeah there's like quotes like that in there that are so great and just the like this way like using like you know fairly like like everyday kind of like effects Yeah. yeah and equipment to just like open up this whole new world that's just like yeah totally like when you're listening to it like you yeah they're like they're just they're playing with time they're playing with space yeah could go on and, and it's on. super minimal too which so is crazy yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so does that i mean is that is there a challenge to for you to to stay minimal i mean because i imagine with what you're doing there's probably a, a tendency sometimes to get like as many pedals as humanly possible right and, and just load up on that like, yeah that, <laughs> <laughs> i mean I, that's what i'd be doing yeah, <laughs> yeah. uh I mean, the biggest, my biggest thing has always just been to like, to play as little as I like is interesting to me, which like I'm my own worst enemy. So I'll often just play more or listen back and be like, oh, I was moving way too quick or I was not giving something enough time. Um, As far as gear goes, um, the great thing is, uh, well, not the great thing. I mean, I'm limited financially yeah so yeah so you can't buy some ridiculous yeah yeah. and i think that like it does encourage it does encourage you to like to use what's there yeah or like you know when you if you're up against the wall and you need that other piece to do the thing you want to do then then it makes sense yeah um so it's but i feel like i feel i feel like i buy the same type of effect every like four years it's like i bought a delay pedal What's the difference? Well, it does like one thing that yeah, the other yeah, one yeah. didn't do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I try to keep it. I mean, I still have a bunch of gear, so I wouldn't call it minimal. But yeah, in terms of 
what you could do. Yes, you, you, you could go out of control. Yeah, that, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I like to try to keep the, again, the sort of like with an ear to like, um, trying to obscure like what's doing what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's amazing like pedals that like boutique pe- companies are making, but I feel like they also start to have that like, even if it's a super wacky sounding pedal you know it as soon as you hear it you know it's a guitar pedal yeah, yeah. or you know it's like oh it's that pedal like, sure yeah yeah because yeah. you've heard enough people use it and yeah 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 yeah, yeah. which is again maybe maybe i'm just justifying the fact that i can't afford them <laughs> i don't know but. but no i mean if you can do it without having to go out and buy all this stuff i mean mm. that's you know obviously it's working for you right like I mean, maybe yeah <laughs> i mean i'm sure like i'm sure they're it you know the like the music that I've always wanted to make could just be done on a laptop, but yeah. I don't know how to use one, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you uh, do you hear sounds from whether it's consciously or not from from records you're listening to that that I mean dub's a good example maybe, but in other genres that that kind of seeps in. Like I mean, if you're listening to, can you pick up sounds in in your recordings that like oh this mm. must have been influenced by insert band here kind of thing? Right. Uh, or is it too kind of abstract for that? I don't know if it's abstract. I mean, it's it's nothing like. Um, what am I trying to say? I don't think I'm that good that I've like created something <laughs> that's like that unique. Oh yeah, your influence is going to come through no matter yeah, what you're doing, right? Yeah, yeah. But um, do you hear them? Like, what do you listen to? I guess outside of things that maybe directly influence this mm, stuff. Right. Well, I mean, um, the the. The whole sort of, like, my sort of gateway into, like, experimental music, I guess, was, like, heavier music. Yeah. So, bands that were on, like, Hydrahead Records okay, and, yeah. like, Southern Lord and um, probably others that I can't think of. But, I mean, Hydrahead was a huge, still am, like, a huge, yeah. huge fan of their, like, their back catalog. Um, and so, like, labels like that would have, um, you know, like, either band, you just, like just loud heavy bands yeah. they would have like passages or parts of an album or a track on a record that would be like weird soundscapey stuff but it totally was yeah. being used but being made by like instruments that i you know when i was 18 or 19 or in my 20s or whatever i was like okay i don't know exactly know what's going on but i know it's like guitar bass and drums yeah yeah so you know it can be replicated yeah i kind of know what's going on um so i mean I'm not far. I mean, I still listen to all of that stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that stuff's always there. Um, I can, I can relate to that though. I mean, I got into a lot of instrumental stuff, like jazzier instrumental stuff through some later black flag records. Right. It's like, you know, which doesn't seem like it should work, but it totally made yeah. sense. Like, yeah, it's just how you, yeah. you hear the thing. You're like, Oh, now I understand yeah. this over yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. Now, now I go to this and this is totally different instrumentation, but I get it because I liked what these guys were doing and I got into them because I wanted to hear punk rock and you know, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I mean, that, I don't know if, I think in terms of, like, volume, um, maybe when I play live, some of that stuff is in there. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm still using, like, you know, 212s and, like, a like a 412 and 100-watt head and stuff. Um, well, I guess you could potentially use something much smaller. I could, get, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think, I, and maybe it's, again, just from that coming up and on that kind of music and playing in those bands yeah, yeah, yeah. previously it's just like no i still want you want some volume <laughs> i still want that there or like yeah. it's just me up there and i want to have like you know the sound yeah for sure happen for sure yeah
and like we were saying before most of your stuff's been released on tape right mm -hmm. was that a personal aesthetic choice or was that just because tape seems to be one of the formats that works for that kind of music um, or both it's what's well, both um i mean yeah like chris jakes yeah. and cole like the stuff that they did with prairie fire tapes like that was yeah yeah they came up to me and were like we'll do a tape i was like okay yeah that's awesome yeah. Yeah. yeah and certainly like at that like those early releases too that was a lot of that this like genre at the time there was just like it was just tapes and cdrs yeah so it was kind of like making the jump from cdr to tape was like oh man like, yeah 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 got it on tape um uh, but i mean i'm also like a a record collector so hopefully down the road yeah, yeah. Something happens on on vinyl, but I think that's pretty much everyone. That's like, everyone's extreme, right? Yeah, it's just the cost is so unrealistic that yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, I mean, tapes are great, and yeah. like, it's I think it's great that like, it's a physical thing, and that people are into it and totally, excited yeah. by it. And, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, it's always interesting because uh, I mean, I I was actually listening to another podcast today. Um, I'm not gonna name it, but if they're listening, they know who they are. <laughs> and um, they they were, it was a, they were interviewing another local musician who I also know. And they were talking about tapes and as if like, they're, they're younger, you know, they're in their 20s, all these people. Uh -huh. And they were just having this conversation about how they can't understand why anyone would want to listen to a tape. Oh, yeah. And to me, I was, I was getting mad listening to this. I'm like, because I never stopped listening to tapes. Yeah. But I, I mean, I guess it, it is a format that has kind of, uh, not a reputation, but it has like a, you know, there's people who listen to tapes. And then yeah. there's people who will never, ever go near them. Yeah. Because either they didn't grow up with them or it makes no sense to them in 2019 to buy a tape. Yeah. Like, do you care about that at all? I mean, I know your stuff's available online, bad uh -huh. camera things too, right? So, yeah. I mean, is it, like, uh, do you ever consider the, the viability of tape? I mean, mm. I love tapes. I'm glad mm. that they still exist. I'm glad those labels still do. I mean, I'm wearing a dubbed it shirt. Yeah, yeah. Or, right? I mean, <laughs> but, but like, do, do, do you ever consider that? Like, the kind of, whether more people might be hearing it if mm. it wasn't put on tape or do you care? Uh, I mean, I think, I think because I've always like, like preferred physical formats, yeah. um, the fact that like a label was willing to like create a physical format yeah, yeah. that was my music was like, that's like exciting enough. Living the dream. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I think, I mean, maybe to go another way, if, if someone wanted to do like if it was like a digital only um, label, maybe, I don't, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't even say that. Um, maybe, like, maybe I'd be less inclined. Sure. Like, sure. I, I think, I think it's important for music, um, or it's important to me anyway, for there to be, um, you know, a physical object if someone wants it. Totally, yeah. Um, I mean, that said, like, there's maybe I'm just full of shit because there's amazing amazing releases that I bought that are just digital only so maybe it's my own thing but um, I mean I think everything that I've, I've that I've released is available digitally too so yeah um, yeah I think that it's there for and it, and it, the labels I think too I mean I haven't self-released any tapes. I oh, that's my next question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I did. I yeah. did did some like CDR stuff back in the day. The day. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so maybe maybe I'm like not fully. I'm sure maybe the tape labels of yes, and they'd be like, oh yeah, I'd never. <laughs> no, that guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Digital yeah. only. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. How much of that stuff is still, I mean, I don't know if in print is the right word because it's all small tape labels, but I mean, how many of those albums are still out there physically? Because uh, I know it's all, you know, you can get it all online, right? But Yeah, um, I think, 
I think some of the stuff that, like, the Prey Fire Dub Ditch stuff, I feel like every, most times when I see Chris, he's just like, oh, and I've got, like, a shoebox yeah, full yeah, if yeah. you want them. Um, but maybe that was a while ago and I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> definitely, definitely some of that stuff went and, and is gone. And then, like, the last release that I did on, on AVA uh, Records, which is... He's based in Belgium. Oh, cool. That sold out pretty quick. And then I think the one before that, which is on Geology, uh, which is in the U.S., I think there's still copies of that floating around. Cool. Um, so, yeah, I'm not... I wouldn't say I'm sort of one of those, like, heavy-hitting, like, sell-out in, like... Yeah, yeah, ...in yeah. an hour type yeah. of artists. But these yeah. are all short runs, I'm assuming, too, right? Like, for the short sure. runs in there. So they're, they're, I guess, like, limited availability, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I, I mean, maybe that's, like... I don't know the economics of like running a tape label, but yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. you get it to the people. You know how much you want, like how many people will maybe buy a tape. Yeah, yeah. And if people don't buy a tape, they can just get it on keep it in a shoebox, and eventually someone will. Yeah, someone will come around and buy them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel there's a progression, uh, like from tape to tape, in terms of how your sound has changed? Like, do, oh yeah, like it's yeah. noticeable if you. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I think it's the the things we were talking about before, yeah. just like trying to break down certain habits or certain tendencies or like getting some new piece of gear that's sure. just like oh finally i can do like i do i've had those moments so where it's like one one piece of gear changes the whole yeah yeah changes the yeah. whole game yeah um yeah so i'm there's definitely a progression away from like the i should it would be interesting to re-listen to the first stuff i did yeah um uh but yeah i'm Hopefully, there's a progression. I'm certainly like That's listening. That's what you want to do, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. even hope after these years, yeah. yeah. Yeah, trying to like do different things, trying to achieve different things, trying to play less. Okay. Yeah. What What's the uh, next thing you're working on? The next project? Uh, I have a tape uh, that that's coming out this summer. Okay. Um, on a on a Winnipeg based label called uh, Macade Star, and I'm really sorry if I mispronounced it. I haven't okay. heard the word spoken. It's right, right. M A K A D E Star, um, and that's called Three Walls. Um, it's just two tracks. It's about like twenty minutes long. Okay. Um, and and then I'm just kind of slowly chipping away at at stuff at home to try to have a like a you know an album length yeah amount of material done and figure that out so when you're releasing something that's you know 20 minutes long it's just two tracks how do you decide that that's kind of the the length of it i mean mm. versus an album length again because of the lack of song structures and things like that right? right how do you know this is sort of like okay this is going to be this project this release right for i mean for the the new one that's coming out um i mean it's a tape label, so I knew that that's the format. Right, you get the size, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Get the length, yeah. Um, and then it, uh, yeah, that one, like I had the the A side track, like more or less, kind of there, and I was like, okay, this is like you know roughly ten minutes. Yeah, I'm just gonna do another, like, to fill up side B, kind of. Yeah, thing? I'm yeah. gonna do one around the same length with an okay. eye to like. Then that way the label just goes like, yep, it's a 20-minute tape. Right, good to go. We can do it. Yeah, instead of like 10 minutes and like 25 or something weird. Right, So that was maybe, yeah, yeah, but I mean, again, that was also kind of like a way to kind of uh, 
what's the word like sort of live in myself or try to keep me sure. on a bit of a deadline to sure. go like okay like it's got to be 10 minutes long you know the a side is like this the b side could maybe be something else but right. like at least start with that and okay then, that makes yeah that makes sense yeah, yeah yeah being constrained by the the format versus by what the idea is right yeah exactly and just yeah um again with with i don't often have like tons of stuff like in the can kind of ready to go yeah um so to try to keep myself on task and like oh yeah i'll do like a tape and then like two years goes by <laughs> yeah 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 was just like no okay just like you know limit it by time or limit it by in the same way i'll go like okay use these two things yeah yeah and just see if something good can come out okay okay yeah so I know we just mentioned, you know, what's what's in print, what's not in print. So, mm. But if someone wants to find out more about your music or just kind of hear through the catalog, what's the best option? Is it Bandcamp or? Yeah. Yeah. It's greenhousedrone.bandcamp.com. Okay. Um, and everything is there. Like some of the labels, if if it's not like readily available there, it'll be a link to. Yeah. I found a few of those and there's, yeah, links just to, to the label. Yeah. So that your, yeah, people can support them. Okay. Um, yeah. And then physical copies are basically through the labels, I guess, if they still have any or... Yeah, like I usually have, um, I don't have, I have like some, so yeah. I mean, people could... Track you down. Track and, me yeah. down um, or like come to a show. Um, but I think even the, yeah, like the, the most recent release I did, which is amazing, was that after the show I was basically out of copies. That's which, awesome, yeah. Which was really cool, which is really exciting, so... Yeah. Um, but yeah, Bandcamp or, I mean, okay. I think there's like a contact thing in there. People could find me. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. And then do you have any shows coming up in the near future? Nothing is planned. I'm, we're, I'm trying to figure out, um, a release show for this forthcoming tape. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, but it'll be, I don't know when it'll be in the summer sometime. Hopefully. Cool. So what kind of venues are you usually playing at? Um, these days, um, <laughs> these days it's a little trickier um uh there's uh, i mean there's stuff there's stuff that happens at uh like ace art yeah is a possible venue um and then there's a amazing group of uh people running shows out of um video pool okay or up there uh they do like a I don't, I don't think it's like at the Cinematheque building. That, yeah, yeah, they do it there, but on the second floor, it's called Temporal Contours. Okay. And they do, I haven't played there yet, but they do, in terms of the community and the scene, they do really important stuff um, like curating um, artists that haven't played before oh, cool. okay. or maybe artists that are doing collaborations. So that's, that's another venue for experimental music in mm -hmm. Winnipeg in general. Um, the last show I played at was at Gary Street Coffee. Okay. Um, yeah, so it tends to be not... You're not doing the bar shows and stuff? To no, be I mean, like, I've played at Handsome Daughter and Goodwill. Yeah. Um, uh, but, I mean, most of the time we're talking about, like, a smaller venue or, like... Yeah, probably more intimate, I would imagine. Right? More intimate yeah. or, like, certainly, like, depends who else is on the bill. Sometimes, like, the work that people do is really, really quiet. And, like, yeah, yeah. If someone, yeah. like, orders a beer, like... It ruins the whole thing. It ruins <laughs> yeah, the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, So you got to be in, in kind of, like, a specific space. So. Cool. Okay, well, yeah, people should check out the Bandcamp and, uh, you know, listen to the back catalog, I guess, and stay tuned yeah. for the new one. Totally. Uh, if you want to hear more episodes of this show, go to witchpolice.com. All 390-whatever episodes are there for free download and streaming. 
And if you tune in on Sunday nights at midnight, you can hear um, past episodes on 101.5 UMFM. And those are episodes from a few months after they come out in podcast form. So this is, what, uh, June now? Might not air till the winter or something. But the cool thing is, if you happen to be listening to the radio at midnight on a Sunday, this is on. You can just go right out and download a bunch of albums, uh, you know, <laughs> as soon as you get home from your drive or whatever. Yeah, so. Perfect perfect time to listen. Yeah, exactly. It's the best time to listen to radio, midnight on a Sunday. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks so much for having me. Cool.